I'm going to have a little coffee. Hang on, Carl. Sounds great. That was oh. a good theme song. Oh, that was a, some good theme song. <laughs> that theme song is courtesy of Carl. Carl, thanks for the courtesy. Ah, gracias. Gracias to you, my friend. Carl, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with, with? Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Welcome, listeners. Uh, you might be listening to us live as we broadcast live every Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, on muniradio.fm. You can find our podcast drops every Sunday afternoon unless there's something it horrible. It drops? Yeah. It <laughs> drops on the street. Uh, We're so cool. I used the verb right. You did. Yeah, I'm like, uh, get shorty. Uh, I'm like on the musical, the Be Cool, the sequel. So you can uh, go to iTunes. You can go to mutinyradio.fm and look for us. We are listed by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And if you use those initials, you can find us on Twitter and our own YouTube channel. But go to our blog spot. Okay, you got a pencil? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. And that's our... We rap about we rap about movies. We talk about the films we see, and you can. The idea of this podcast is that we're going to watch a movie on YouTube with you, uh, and we want you to watch it and listen to this podcast at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And these are movies that I've read about or I knew about, and I never had the opportunity to see them, but now they're on YouTube, so we can all see them. We don't have to read about them. I'm with the concept. Carl, what's the movie today? This movie is so great. This movie is Joysticks, and it's 1983. Uh. It is, in your search engine, you'll, in YouTube, you'll put in no space, J-O-Y-S-T-I-C-K, 1983. Do you spell Joysticks with a space, Carl? Is it an open compound word for you? I would spell Joystick sticks with a space, yes, but, but, but this movie did not. They, they didn't have time for a space. <laughs> All right. There was a working title to this film, something really dumb. I'll find it in my notes. All right. So uh, which channel? Here it uh, is. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no, please, Video please. Madness. That was the working title. When they were shooting it, they were like, we're doing Video Madness. All right, Video Madness. Come on. Video Madness, take two. <laughs> but then they sounded like some better. bad SCTV uh, sketch from like two, quarter to two in the morning and they're like yeah <laughs> well how, how will people know this is about guys penises so uh, <laughs> this movie is hosted on which channel okay so there's two choices when you search for um, joysticks no space 1983 you will come up first with um, something it's, it, the uploader is Gliss Switson, G-L-I-S-S, I can't make this up, S-W-I-T-S-O-N, Glissen. Glissen and Glissen. But there's a better version, not so much better, so if you want to stick with this one, it's fine. It's it's like four or five down, and it's B-H-O-O-P-U, that's the uploader, B-H-O-O-P-U. Let me find that, D-H. Bahupu? D-H. Wait a minute. Well, it's um, uh, it's boy, haupt, octopus, octopus, penis, umbrella. 
Like nobody's ever seen a penis umbrella before. Oh, I, I use a penis umbrella. It's like a drink. You take a little cocktail drink umbrella and you just stick it right in your, own, your pee-pee hole. It's, it's not painful at all. You know, I don't no, see this version. I see a version for, that's been viewed two go? million times and it's Donna Vinci. I don't you see, see a different version? What is it called? Uh, Donna Vinci. Okay, Two million um, times? I don't have experience with that one. Okay, no, so let's let's do your version. Go ahead and spell the channel, and we're going to type it in. Okay, I think the better one is B-H-O-O-P-U. Boy, Haupt, yeah. Octopus, Octopus, Pussy, Undressing. All right, <laughs> I'm going to go search for that. Uh, H-O-O-P-U. All right, hang on. I it's um, it. clearly Hindu. Hindi. All right. Bahupu. Bahupu. Poo poo! I see one subscriber, one video. Um, it says four thousand and one views. Correct. Well, I'm looking. <laughs> All right, hang on, let me try this one. Okay. That's the welcome video. Am I close? Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, joystick. Okay. I see joystick. Joystick right. comedy joystick. full movie. Comedy full movie. Okay, all right. So there we go. So I, I okay, I know not plural audience. Sorry, I got gotcha. you. All right. So this version we're not seeing. It's not plural. It's not the version that's been viewed two million times, but it is a version. Right. So go click on that and click pause. Right when you see the star, the the sunny clouds, meaning another quality movie is coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. Quality uh, movie with clouds, blue clouds. Okay, so we got Joystick Comedy, full movie, in 2017. This is courtesy of the channel Boo uh, Poo, B-H-O-O-P-U. Yeah. Wow. With Boy Helped, Octopus, Octopus, Pussy Underground. Uh, Pussy Underground, better. That's better. Pussy Underwear. That's better. I'm killing it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to go play. Do you, do you need to do the computer now, Paul? Tweet that out, man. All right, so why don't we have Paul do the countdown for us? Oh, Paul's here. Great. Hey, Paul. Carl, what's happening, buddy? <laughs> what's happening, my man? All right, here we go, folks. Get your finger a hovering, and we're going to do a countdown from three, two, one, play. That's perfect. He's great, isn't he? He has a radio voice, it's the thing. Yeah, he has a voice for radio. <laughs> How much is he? Is he expensive? But, uh, uh, so we're watching Donovici. See, Donovici was the other channel. Kick. They just took the other the uh, posting from the other channel. The other channel goes straight into the video game. It doesn't do all this. Uh, oh, this is very this important. Is part of the experience. Look, a roll of film could look like an F and a J or a tie. Jensen Farley Pictures. Jensen Farley. Jensen. Boss called me by my first name. Farley. Farley. Benson's gone too farly. All right, pole position. I recognize this game. Right away, I have to tell you, and especially the audience, all these games are real. It's not yeah. some movie bullshit. That's uh, one of the great things about this film. You're going to see Pac-Man and that's Super Moon Patrol. Pac-Man. We're watching Moon Patrol right now. These are real video oh, Don games. Don Baker. Oh, uh, that's Galaxian. That is... Uh, the one with the crazy joystick. Oh, so now look to- at her hair, okay. Mike. Yes. She is, I mean, 19, late 1970s was yesterday to this year, right? Right, so 83. I'll, I'll accept that. She is a leftover, even though she's a young Fender. one. 
that hair, that attitude. Uh, uh, um, workout clothes are on, right? Right. She's the wrong 70s for this movie. This is 83. Well, she's a California girl, Centipede. Bingo. You know, so this was shot all in L.A., by the way. Yeah, so, you know, Carl, I read a lot about this movie, too. I, I saw the poster in 1983 at the our movie house in Montclair, New Jersey. The Wilmot uh-huh. was showing it. And it has a very famous movie poster where it's these two women who are, look like this woman right now. And they're, yes. they're grabbing the joysticks of a video arcade machine. And unbeknownst to them, in the change booth, there's a little guy sticking his head out <laughs> looking at their muffs. Dorfa. Dorfa. You know what? This movie should be gay. Right? Joysticks? And then instead of these two women in shorts, they'll just be these guys with big cocks. And the guy's like glory hole, like length anyway, in that poster. It's backwards glory hole. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to see the now guy's look, that face. Is the flat, that is the fat slob character of this. He's like a video game expert who maintains the key to the arcade. And his name is Jonathan Andrew McDorfus uh-huh. in the movie. And they call him Dorfus, like doofus. Oh, I see. But you have to really know that. Graydon Clark. This guy is incredible. He made three movie movies expert. this year. Yeah. He directed this movie, but he directed Joe Don Baker in a parody of Psycho called Wacko. And then he did a serious crime film with Joe Don. And they did it in like two years. This is like the third movie he's done with him. Beautiful. This is what this, California This movie looks like. was shot in like 13 days or three weeks, depending on which internet version you believe. This is like a nerd character. Uh, his name is uh, Eugene Broby. He's played by a guy named Leaf Green, which I always thought was funny because like, it sounds yeah, like green, green leaves, you know? He needs to smoke a couple green leaves to sit to this movie. Leafy Greens. I gotta tell you something. He does a good job as a nerd, Mike, but you can tell he's not really a nerd. He, he's he, pretending. He's like a jock uh, acting, a jock actor. That's the problem mm-hmm. with jock actors is that you can tell when they play nerds there's a little bit of jock in them. Uh oh. They're showing the boobies. <laughs> These are 70s. They're tan. Yeah. Look at him. Uh, my nerd braid is exploding. They just pulled them Those down. Those are like 22-year-old I'll say. It's Mike, just, I want to say something about the day. You saw how petite those boobs were, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You know if that was shot in 2017, 2018, right. it would have been the nicest rack of cans that you could buy. It would be very taunt and tan, I'm sure. <laughs> Nothing but perfection. Okay, so Keep talking, girl. this scene right here was shot without a permit, without any permission, Okay. They're just on the street doing this in L.A. And roll them. And cars would come by and go around. Okay, now, girls. I don't have too much time. So what's happened is these girls have, have found out that he works at the arcade. He's Wait, like, the uh, video game arcade? An employee there. So he's picking, oh, my God, the actor's touching the <laughs> actual nipples. Great? He's touching their nipples. He really is. Yeah. No, I'm glad I wasn't the director of this film because I would have fucked it up. I would have made horn sounds. <laughs> Ahuga. You would have been like, okay, now I want you to touch her nipple and say, oh, it must be cold. And say it must be cold every time you reference her nipples. And go. <laughs> it must be cold. Okay, we got you. All right. He's burning <laughs> in his face. 
Okay, no. What they did is they talked to themselves privately, and they're like, listen, let's just give this nerd a free ride for a little while. And, you know, he'll let us into the arcade. We can be close up with the owner. I'll tell you the name later. Stuff like that. Like, you'll get in good at the arcade. By doing what? Showing their boobies and then, like... But yeah, like rubbing up on him. He's the so he's like. Um, they have he's the street. Ah, he had a nickname for his pee pee. I should have told you to listen. Uh, okay, they got. To turn the sound on, maybe it comes up right now. It's a dumb. Wait. Took a picture, Polaroid picture. Don't. Yes. Oh, look, here comes finally. You see oh. this cop? That's real. Oh yeah, they, the cop came just and they gave him like kiss ass star treatment. Hey, hey, my man. Everyone gave him an autograph, and he let him keep filming. Wow, his pink uh, pants. So, all right, so this movie is mentioned in a couple films, books. There's a great book called Punk Rock Movies, which talks about every film that has punk rockers in it, and they talk right. about Surf 2 a lot. And they actually interviewed the, uh, the villain in this movie, King Vidiot who is, of course, a punk rocker with his team of punk rockers. And that actor himself is actually Napoleon Dynamite. I read an interview with him recently in Shock uh, Cinema. John Lagos. Really? Yeah. He's the creepy uncle. And, uh, $5 or more at our beautiful snack bar. Wow, look at this. Oh, wait. Arcade. Okay, I'm so sorry. I thought you meant Napoleon Dynamite himself. No, yeah, it's yeah. creepy uncle, right. Right, the uncle. He's the punk, yeah. I don't think John... He's good, he's good. Yeah. Play me. Okay, I gotta tell you for a plot point. On the left there yes. is like the daughter of our heavy, of our bad, bad guy, okay? Okay. The bad guy, he's been like, uh, he's like a pillar of the community and he just hates his daughter being there and he makes a lot of trouble for them. Now, you see the guy talking with the thin tie, the thin 80s yeah, tie? Yeah, the thin 80 ties and the thin 80s short sleeve shirt. Yeah. tie. This is our hero, and um, he was in Star Trek. I mean, like, when I saw his face, that's when I remembered him. Do you remember the scene from Star Trek? Star Trek, the TV show, and our movie? It's Star Trek, the third movie, The Search for Spa. Oh. He was with Uhura in the... You're probably not a geek like me that likes Star Trek so much. No, but I, I've seen I really that. love it, and... I like Star Trek. He was in the transporter Ooh, Wizard room with of War. or something. Look at that woman playing Wizard of War. I've never seen a woman play Wizard of War before. That's <laughs> a two-player game. Look, she's totally nerding out on him. The nerd recognized nerd. Right, and he's got no pants on. You know, yeah. he's got, they got ripped off. So a nerd walks into a bar pantsless. Now, Look at our this. hero here, he's the head of the arcade while his grandfather is gone. Okay. What's with the malt, malt shop behind them? What? There's like a 1950s malt shop. Like, that's what I didn't gives... notice that. Uh, it's not a By the way, this arcade is not a real place. They made it in yeah. a warehouse. No, I, I read that uh, in, the, in their interviews. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you'll see exterior shots of the arcade, um, especially a lot of them with our punk hero yeah. and, uh, or bad guy. And um, look, see how they're rubbing his pee-pee? Right. And look at, they literally look. are. Well, they could be stunt hands. You hire prostitutes to do those close-up shots because they're, 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 they know what to do. And then you write off now, the prostitutes as a tax expense. Look at him right there. You see him? No, you walk, can walk, tell walk, that walk. he's not really a nerd. Can we, can he's a cool address, guy in nerd costume. Can we address the elephant in the room? 
we just had a Pac-Man cutaway, right, with the picture of Pac-Man going, and we watched. Yeah, dozen, you'll see that throughout this entire film. And we've right. seen a dozen footage from a dozen video games, and we see the video games in here. Do you think the producers paid any money or called any? This how eighties is that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's back to normal. God, the cocaine okay. victim. Now, he, he's about to encounter Dorfus, the one who's in the poster that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. He's the Bluto of uh, Joysticks. Look at him. He leaves a right. mess. Oh, he's a fat guy. They're going for gross out here. But he generally looks gross. Excuse me, young man. Would, you've got to stop playing the games. We're dancing in the streets. We covered this song. Dancing in the streets for the Look at his face. Joysticks. Yeah, he's acting, Carl. Okay, now this guy is uh, Jim Leaf Greenleaf. Jim Greenleaf. Oh. He's a slap, uh, fat slob character. He's a video game expert. So this guy, right, he was first on the Gong Show. He did a skit of like a ping pong match in slow motion, and it got the attention of Norman Lear of all people. And he called him and gave him a, a lead role in the show called All That Glitters. That it was a hit. But huh. you and I know him from Surf too. Oh, do tell. Well, he's one of those gross fat boys. Remember, they were eating yeah. disgusting stuff on the beach. Were they zombies or were they just eating? No, they were the two. They were just eating. They were in zombies. Right. I think it was like uh, sandwiches and yeah. stuff. And well, he's breaking into a Pac-Man machine. That is well, totally no, he's, he he opened it up and he looked at the technical thing about it. And he's seeing what the sticks. You see. He's like, "What can I stick my dick in?" No. The point is, like, he's a crazy expert with games. So he created Match.com or fucking Facebook too, <laughs> in real life. <laughs> This guy was going to have a great career, but then he got into a car accident. This guy was on Mork and Mindy. Uh, he was on Laverne and Shirley as a regular. He, on, um, he started James at 16. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I remember James at 16. That's I'm a little a bit older show. than you. Are you sure you remember? No, it's it was a like 70s two years show. Before I'm, your I, I'm familiar with James. It is, it is before my time, but I know the show. Yeah. So James at 16 was 1978, in which I was like 12. I definitely was a regular watcher of that show. It was like a first time, you know, something serial, you know. It was interesting. <clears throat> this guy was on it. That's how he started. Huh. He was on Night Shift. You know that movie, Henry Winkler? Oh, of course. That's, uh, oh, look, there's a hot dog between her boobies. And yeah, they're just doing up. another Gag. See, this is the thing. Like people say, like, oh, when it comes to bad movies, we can't movie riff comedies, or because they're very bad. But I love bad comedies. Only in this world does this exist, right? In real life, yes. remember the time this woman came and she had a hot dog between her tits, and you had to like pull it out in front of all these luring guys. Uh oh, here's the videos. This music is so. Generic. Oh, you know its name, the video, video. Yeah, that's so right. There he is. This performance is the best. This is the most fearless. Now, as you said before, this is John 
Prize. And in Napoleon Dynamite, he was Uncle Rico. Yeah, right. And he does something completely different in Uncle Rico. Look at him, he's fucking... But, like, he's always been in movies and we just didn't know it. Right. He was in Men in Black as the van driver who was, like, disgusting bugs. He was in The Rundown as one of the hoods. The Rundown. He was in all of the Taken movies. He's been under our nose. Yeah, well, I think he, like, he kind of had a, a 70s presence, right? Like he did a. He kind of had what? I, I get him and another actor mixed up, but there's a. Uh, I get him. Well, there's James LaGrosse, right? This, I I don't know actually. Right. Yeah. Here he is. He's Take the, your position. Start game. Oh look at that! The girls are moving around like Pac-Man. Yeah, that's right, and they don't get much other action. That's what those girls get. They they pretend they always act in unison and they're it's like they're henchmen for him. Uh huh. But King Vidiot and his mindless henchmen have hit the video arcade. <laughs> Here's our heavy. Here's our heavy. Look at Joe, Joe, Joe Don Baker. Never looks better. You know he's a Texan just by looking at him, even though he isn't in this movie. Well, he has such a thick accent. There's no way. So, like, this guy wasn't ever really in the biggest thing ever. I mean, he established himself as a Western cowboy action star, you know, in the fifth on the TV. But, but he, you know, his face because he's been in a million movies. But he was never in that great role. Well, Remember no, I, that? I time? disagree. I disagree because he was in Walking Tall, right? Walking Tall, right? Two and three. Yeah. The, and he, yeah, played, he was uh, the big deal in Walking Tall. That kind of was his big break. Yeah. He was a football player beforehand. I'm going to take a guess. I don't think he was a football player, but no. He, um, he played Felix. But I don't have my background in front of me about him yeah. 100%. But he has played Felix. Do you remember Felix from the James Bond movies? The, the cat. No, <laughs> the, yeah, the cat. The wonderful. Do you ever? He's a wonderful. Hey, you know, have you ever tried Felix's bag of tricks? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> man. I was okay, this uh, guy again, yeah. Scott McGinnis. You never saw him on Star Trek? Wait, Ted McGinnis, you said? Scott. Is he the brother of Ted McGinnis who is in Married with Children and Happy Days? Uh, I don't think so. I think so. You mentioned that movie Wacko? Yeah. He was in it. He played Norman Bates. Okay, so there you go. So they, so that's also by the same director and had Joe Don mm-hmm. Baker. Oh, Fast yep. Farted. One time he was on um, Facts of Life. <laughs> he smelled his own fart. Anyway, even though maybe you don't know it, but he played a young lieutenant dubbed as Mr. Adventure by Uhura, you know, when they were in the transfer room in Star Trek Three, And that's what makes it exciting to... Okay, so hang on a second. For me. Oh, what an amazing body. <laughs> Pardon? And she has you the know, I think accent. you cut it in lettuce once or was a cabbage. Okay, now there's the mom. Um, excuse me, there's the daughter, and she's doing Valley Girl. At least I didn't take them. I think they're dubbed it in. All right, now, Patsy, we have an understanding. You will not go to the arcade again, right? Here we go. Daddy, if I want to go to the arcade, like, I am going to go. Okay. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> okay. No one talks that way. Well, she certainly does go to the arcade every day, and that chafes this guy's ass, and he's going to make trouble for the. I'm watching Fat Burger make like a fat sandwich. It's ketchup on something. So Scott McLean, this guy, 
I think his brother has to be the actor Ted McLean. Okay. Uh-huh. So Ted McGinnis. Ted McGinnis is an actor who shows up in Happy Days. He marries Darcy in Married with Children. His last name is like Marcy. His last name is Darcy, and she became Marcy Darcy. <laughs> Does that ring a bell? No. All right. I think for me, brothers. for me, I don't know. What do he I looks, know? He looks exactly the same. They look like brothers. I okay. called it. Nailed it. Nailed it. McKinnis. You want me to check for proof fact, fact proof it? Nah, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> you call can snope that shit. He snopes it. Uh-oh, when the vans are knocking. When the vans are yeah, rocking. Yeah, he goes, I put you in charge of official parking lot uh, observer. Go see what you can find and report back to us. But remember, they might not want to be disturbed. But they <laughs> are going to get disturbed. Oh, look at it. They got a big old hole Ooh. in the chat covering. They got a hot tub look. in there? Look at those tits. You see the boobs? Look, she's not mad. No, she doesn't mind. Whoa! I fell into the hot tub. Look at the smile. Did you see the smile? Yeah. Well, the guy's happy. He's got another able body in this hot tub. What I mean is, you can tell from this, like... It's not a real thing. It's like, okay, roll them. Because if somebody oh, right. fell into your hot tub, you wouldn't be like, Look, oh, this is hilarious. You have a Pac-Man right? wipe into the other scene. Pac-Man goes across the screen. I'm sure Namco mm-hmm. is like, yeah, you could use our character. No problem. Right? You, right. You can't do that now. You get sued by Pac-Man. Oh, by the way, I was thinking, I should take you to the video arcade to my 12-year-old. So I went down to Willowbrook Mall. Oh, Of course it's closed. Eight years ago, you know, years and years ago it was closed. Right, it was Fun and Games Video Arcade at, uh, yep. at yep, the yep, Willowbrook yep. Mall. And, it was, you know, it was a golden age because it was a Chuck E. Cheese right outside the mall. So you could hit two arcades, technically. They're showing the picture that they got of him in the car. They're teasing him. They tease him out throughout the whole thing. But look at his face. He's not a nerd. He's a cool kid, and he's got glasses on. He put on a wig. Right. Well, he's he's just Jewish, that's all. Now, this game looks good. <laughs> She's looking at her lips. Free it's, tokens. A Pac- it's a Pac-Man ripoff where the like, blue cops are chasing uh, a burglar around a, a maze full of dots. Yeah, listen, let me speak to that. This, film that, this uh, video game that you're seeing here Absolutely was. They're, oh, by the way, they're playing strip video game. Ha ha. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. How can they get away with that? <laughs> Will the purple um, not do this? You know, the blonde is very small in the chest area, yeah. but she's well for shit. She looks like a little doll. A Barbie, Barbie doll. <laughs> Right. Of course, Mike, I know you're a pig like me. Okay, let me speak to yes. this game. I just want to say that this is 100% a Pac-Man ripoff. Right. But it was a real game of the day, and Pac-Man is 100% featured in this game. You know the uh, this film. You know the company Midway? They right. made Pac-Man in the United States. That's right. Do you know? Yes. Okay. They were completely partners with uh, this Graydon Clark, and... They, they, he licensed the image of Pac-Man, no and they were way. like, "Fine, have it for dirt cheap because we want you to do it." And they, this great on Clark said, "Listen, do you have a game that's coming out because we can feature it in the movie, Which and then everyone will get hyped about it and buy it?" Which they do. Yeah, two games. The main one is called Satan's Hollow, and Which, we'll see yeah. it like in a like I. 
dare you to go against me. If I win, you get the arcade. If you lose, we close. Or Satan's you know. Hollow is basically like a Space Invaders game where you have a ship in the bottom of the screen and you have to shoot above. <laughs> what are we watching? Hello? And then... Uh, <laughs> um, we're nice, watching nice uh, a time before pornography in your on your telephone. That's what we're watching. You well, have to go to the movies to see this stuff. Yeah, Ted's brother has got two ladies back to back on him. <laughs> what about the video game contest? Ted's brother. Ted's brother. We don't even know that. Scott. Uh, hey, what is Pluto pouring into the uh, love shack? It's Some type um, of gas. like a fire... Actually, it's a it's a um, a fire extinguisher. But they're saying like, "Oh, it's a fire, and the alarm's going off." Um, <laughs> they they're putting it in there like a kind of prank. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh, and then run out of. The- <laughs> and there is. It, look, you see, they ran into the bad guy's arms, and then they took a picture of him, as uh, if he was part of the madness down at the video arcade. I they, need that Polaroid! That Polaroid! Give, you that, took. give me that Polaroid! Give me that! No. Okay, so here comes the daughter to distract him. Oh, I like the daughter. And he's like, I told you never to come in here again! Okay, this is the external... Of the arcade, but it's really the warehouse. Now, that guy was in Stripes. Do you recognize his face from yeah, Stripes? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it was Drifter, what was his name? Oh. Let me see, I must have it here. Dean Stockwell. Oh, Cruiser. In Stripes, his name was Cruiser. But the thing is, you see him here, and he's his young self, and you see Stripes in him. But if you saw his face as an older person, you know, you would know his face from movies, too. He was in Jurassic Park 3 as Cooper. He was in Miami Vice as yeah. a regular. Yeah, I know you're talking about. God, yeah. This is so weird. With I, an I, old person's face. No, I've seen this movie a couple of times, and I always thought they just ripped off Pac-Man without paying for it. So it amazes me that they fucking handed it over to them to this movie. Yeah. The, you know, consider the year. They know what's under their bread. Um, yeah, this one, one here is. Uh, this one here is 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 John Boldstadt. He was in Forrest Gump. He was in Leprechaun. He was a regular on Newhart. He was in Stripes. Also, huh. he was in Charlie's Angels series. Chico and the Man. He was a regular. Now they're dressed up in costume, and this guy is supposed to look orthodox. Well, you see, they are. Yeah, he's an orthodox. <laughs> That's right. They're the the nephews of our heavy. They're kind oh. of like henchmen. Oh, they're like pretending so, to be hippies. No, it was go down in disguise and like find out some crap about some weakness. Oh, okay, now, our hero, right, the punk here, is like pretending that he's sexually excited by Maxine, who's of course Max dressed up. Nice is into it. John Grise. The other girls in the crew don't seem to get jealous at all. Yeah. Well, they're just... By the way, he's not a Hasidim. He's just a hippie. Oh, yeah. No, he's just a hippie. You could tell by the hippie hat. Don't forget the time, right? I mean, the 60s was just yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was just yesterday. In 1983. And And that was square. 
that'd be like if we dressed up as punk rockers and we went into a millennial right. video arcade. Kabam! Wow, I'm a hippie. He's pretending They're to be a hippie instead of video arcade. Flaws. Okay, here's a joke that's an insult against uh, the Chicanos of L.A. All right. You see, they, the, the car's all tricked. It's all tricked out. The video game, like a car would be. And he's playing the character of both Cheech and Chong. It's weird. Let's see. Uh, no guy with ugly chip is to play my mission. He's got a bobblehead chihuahua on top of the arcade cabinet. <laughs> Oh, so he's got a contest? I hate when you walk into the arcade and they like, come on, we're going to hit you up, battle. Well, they're not going to do a contest. We're actually not seeing a plot point. They just thought okay. they should drag this out. The joke is the machine is all tricked out. And he's like, not anyone can be on this machine, senor. You know, ha ha. Oh, well, you go play Wizard of War. It's done. Yeah, that's kind of stupid, right? Wow, it's so amazing these arcades allow them to do that. See, this movie is bad as well as good. I mean, it is a B movie. It right. is big. But the thing is, it was a perfect movie for its deck. All space of these dungeons. video games are real. It's there was a game like a space snapshot dungeon? at a time in which there were arcades. You know, it's... Yeah. He's going like, Mrs. Pac-Man, just like me. And now he's getting into being a girl. Uh, I never heard of the video game Space Dungeon. What's a Space which, Dungeon, Carl? Is it like a? Which it, one? It's he. The hippie's behind a game called Space Dungeon. You see Dungeon? Oh. Behind so like, I don't know. What's a Space Dungeon? Is it like an outer space? There's a cave, and inside the cave, there's a dungeon. Is there a basement to outer space? A dungeon is is like by definition underground, right? Okay, right. So how can you be in space and be a dungeon? Uh, you yeah. can't be underground. Okay, oh, so the nerd heard the, it all. I have to let you know. The nephews just said, "Hey, I got an idea for Uncle to really love us. We'll come back here in the middle of the night and we'll steal all the games. Uh oh, and like rest the place. Oh, look uh, at this. They're out of here. Sexually That's inappropriate. Stunts. He's such a ham. Yeah. Listen He's here. Good. I saw I saw two guys dressed in costume, right. and they right. said and they're going to come back here tonight. Well, we can't let that happen. Right. So what now, can we do? Is, he's not like I'm going to call the cops. He's like, no. He's like, I have an idea. We'll this kill their the family. <laughs> I got a plan. All right. So what's okay, the now? For some stupid reason, Nerd and Fatso uh-huh. are going over to Bad Guy's house. Okay. Can, we, can we call him something else other than Nerd and Fatso? Like maybe like oh. Pack and Pal. Oh, we could or, uh, 2018, Mike. Okay, <laughs> let me think here. We could call them... Super Pac-Man. Uh, wait, here. Okay, Smart, let me get my glasses. Here we go. Smart Pac-Man and Fat Pac-Man. We could call them... Okay, Dorfus uh-huh. and... Oh, you're just reading their names. Okay, Leif Green. Leif Green and... So it's Dorfus and Eugene, okay? Okay. Dorfus and Eugene are breaking in. 
There's nothing like a good no, comedy. They're going to go through the second story window, and that's where the, the wife character is sleeping, and they will have a sexual encounter. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're going to go into the... The wife character. Oh, my God. He's really going to fall. They're really, like, out the window. Remember Bluto? This happened to Bluto? Yeah, but he just saw this woman take her, her bra off, and then he fell off the ladder. Yeah. Content. He didn't go in there and have sex with her. The thing is, the 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 mom, the wife, she's like asleep. Uh. So what they're doing with her, even though in her dream she thinks she's having sex or something, it is inappropriate. It's non-consensual. You know what I mean? The uh, woman's asleep. Pills? And she's medicated, right? Is that what he's looking at? He's su- she's suffocating? What would you say? She's medicated on pills. Oh, is she? Probably. Is, uh, is, I'm sorry, I guess I missed that, even though I saw this film. Did pills drop? He's holding pills in his hand. See? He's just shaking, shaking. Yeah. So she grabs the crotch. And Dorfus is like, Eugene, you're about to get, you're going to lose your cherry. That's stupid. Come on, help me, please. Help you? Come on, quit fighting. You know, Porky's came out just before this, just prior to this. Yeah, and then they couldn't wait to put out a film like this. I mean, this was like the explosion that Porky's caused with films like these. Mm-hmm. And they combined some Animal House, which was 78, but... And Porky's was also a nostalgic thing. It was like, remember when we had, went to school in the 60s? Yeah. Yeah. With all of its strictness and... Yeah, and then okay, the day Okay, here's our henchmen shot. nephews. Are they going to break and- in in the middle of the night? Right. So they're so, he's they're, he's fucking his mom in revenge. Well, the thing is, the mom is like almost molesting him because she's dreaming about having sex. Okay. Right. But at the same time, he's this guy's okay. Now you can see our bad guy is coming, the Texan. Right. So now Dorfus has to distract. Dorfus is heavy in his hand. Uh-oh. Until, okay. He's going to turn the light on. And he's hiding in the closet. Well, that explains his behavior towards women. Joe Don. He looks like Glenn Campbell, man. <laughs> oh, we're not going to watch him take his shirt off? Joe Don Baker was in a movie called Mitchum, Mitchell. Right. That's, at uh, yeah. Mystery Science Theater, uh, not only showed, but they showed it oh. as a plot point when they changed hosts from uh, Joel cool. to Michael. They played that movie. And they were particularly funny on that movie. That movie. It's a classic episode, but the movie itself is like, he's a private eye and he's just repulsive. You know, his, his art of seduction is bringing a six-pack in bed. This, um, you know, when I talk to people like, what is my show about? I say, well, do you know Your Mystery show. Science 3000? And they go, yeah. And I go, yeah, it's nothing like that. Nothing like that. They, you know how they it's write jokes like and they tell jokes for two hours? The truth is, actually, in that, I mean, that's a joke. It's nothing like that. I mean, the concept is kind of like that. But on that movie, what they do is they do a scripted show in which they... Oh, they watch it several times and they, they right. edit it so they can get their words in, in between the dialogue. They work out bits that go with, you know, jokes that go with what's going on on the screen. That's not what you do at all. No, I come in unprepared. 
<laughs> what I mean is, you, you've got this whole theme in which these films that you used to read about, you could never see. Now that God has given us YouTube, you can see them. And also, there's always a reason, a backstory why you pick them, you know? And these movie reviews that you told me about, that's coming. And part of it is going to be, why did you pick this one? Why did you pick that one? Yeah, I want Carl to do video reviews on our site. I have some scheduled for this week. I will... I'll be making content, and we'll talk about when to, what to do. You'll, you guide me, my man. So I don't get it. Like, why can't Joe Don Baker realize there's a man in his fucking bed with his wife? Joe Don Baker is the heavy in this, but he's also supposed to be the bumbling fool. So he keeps on, you know, they keep on being able to hoodwink him and trick him. One of the video game titles that they stole was called Hustle. They put in the truck. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Okay, what's happening here is he knows that Joe Don Baker was about to catch Eugene having sex with his wife, right? So he goes, ding dong, rings the bell to distract, and now he's making up bullshit. I don't even remember. I mean, that's the premise. I don't even remember the comedic bits he does because they're so stupid. I, I, I think he's screaming up like, you know, to signal Eugene, you should get out now, you know. See, he's screaming up. Yeah. Okay, it's hilarious. All right, so fine. Let me tell you something interesting then, right? This great Uncle Clark, he was screening his film, the slasher film Wacko, which you mentioned, right? right? Yeah. Okay, he's at the opening, the screening. And he notices that there's a line of kids standing in front of a video game in the lobby of the theater. Uh-oh. So he saw how excited they were. Okay, and he thought a video arcade would be the perfect you know location for like a new teenage sex comedy. You know, he could he could tap into a market. He could see that, and it was when he was you know seeing Wacko for the first time. It's pretty cool. They rented all the games from a local retail wholesaler. It's it's they're all real games. That's so crazy. See, this game is like the perfect like uh, summary of my life. At, at when yep. I was thirteen, just titties and Snapshot. video games. Yeah. Um, many times you bring to me a film that's definitely lost money, and that makes it a loser. Right. Not this guy. No, this guy made they a lot of money. They spent three hundred grand. And they made almost four million. It, you know, in eighties money. Yeah, and and this is like one of three movies he made in like yeah. a, in an eighteen month period. They filmed in the fall of eighty two, and one source says it was shot in three weeks, and the other source says the production took thirteen days. So I don't know what the truth is, but that's pretty quick. Either one. Right. No uh, stopping to think about plot or storyline. So they film in 82, and by the third month of, of 83, it was in the theaters. It says it was the fifth highest grossing in the first couple weeks. It grossed three, nine, five, two, you know, almost four million in the U.S. alone. It's amazing, uh, this, too. this movie was a success, even though it is a B-movie. You know what's nice about this movie is that even though it's the evolution of video games, because these are the video games that were available back then. So it's yes. Defender, and but it is in like... Uh, you know, they're of a certain vintage. They're never going to get past mm-hmm. that. So he's still crying to Jodan Baker. 
That's the thing. It's, it's not believable because it goes on for so very long. Now, now, Eugene is like, I'm out of here. Great on And there's daughter. I was so young then. Everybody, it's after two in the morning. I really don't care about your problems. But wait, wait, wait. It's about the arcade. Uh, I thought it might be. What about the video arcade? Mr. Rudder, it's just that... I See Eugene up there? The yeah. He's on the roof. Place for, for boys and, and girls to, to have a good time. My uncles need <laughs> there seeing him drop that. And it's having a good time. Which kind of means everything this like guy said is bullshit. Eugene. Right, so just by hanging out that long, they, they catch him. <laughs> he works there, don't you? Yes, I do. Tell him about it. I enjoy my work there very much. I, it's a wonderful place to work. It's enough, Eugene. I love how like how the the fatso, the Pluto, is like obviously in his late thirties. Max, so here they come with all of the video games, but as you know, they were on to them, and so they, they're they not going to be video games. It's going to be empty. Oh, all right, but they got to give a big speech. Okay, boss, you're going to be really impressed with what's inside this Right, car. right. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I'm rubbing my hands. I can't wait for you to open up this truck. Let me see this. We were both gonna. We're both gonna be in stripes one day, you know. <laughs> They're both in stripes, huh? Yeah. And it's empty. Well, that explains why it was light driving it over here. <laughs> and they're like, "Don't worry, I rented it in my name, Uncle. You got right. me." So you know this is good music playing because the cassette has two bars to show you. Look, Space Dungeon. She dances. She's dancing to the so title screen. what's happening now is they thwarted the plans of the henchman bad guys. And so they're having a private party. And the girls are only allowed to come if they come in their pajamas. So we're having a private party in the middle of the night and all the girls are in pajamas. Cute. Half these people playing the games are just playing the title screen. Oh, that's Quix with a K-Q-I-X. There's John again. Now the thing is, like these two shouldn't be enemies, but they are enemies. Like he's saying, "Sorry, this is a private party. You guys can't stay." But the thing is, they're like big fans of the arcade, and they right. spend a lot of money in there, and yeah. they're always exchanging pleasantries. I don't see why this guy should be such a dick to be like, "You can't come in." They have a lot anyway. in common. They both have women fawning over them, right? Yes. They can't talk without women on them. <laughs> Like, I don't have any women over my shoulder when I talk. I don't have a single punkette or... Uh, you don't... You, you have two women in your life. They're not... Well, yeah. But they don't... They don't fawn. They, they don't, don't fawn. <laughs> yeah, they have to stand behind me. Uh-oh, That'd be great if I went uh, to a party with Sandy and she was like on my uh, arm, you know, her shoulder, on my shoulder. Oh, tell him, Carl. You're so funny. Ha ha. I've been dating her for years. <laughs> oh, so what we're watching right now is they're getting ready for a video contest. This is one of the f- right. first right. of many one-on-ones, and they have giant well, it's full like, joysticks. If I win, you'll let me stay in the party. If I lose, video Dorfus, go. So they spent a lot of money on this. Oh, see, this, this is a real game. 
So the thing about Stan's Hollow is that every time you shoot an alien from above, a piece of bridge shows up underneath your spaceship, and then you're supposed to move to the right and drop the piece of bridge over the fire. Tell me when I lose you. Over the fiery lava pit. And then when you have enough pieces, look at the people in the background. They're pretending to be interested. And then when you get all the pieces on your right, you can go to the second board on the right, and that is a giant demon. Torfist, stop eating your hamburger and, right. and get to the that, game. Right. That's what McGinnis is saying. Scott, the Scott brother. He's yeah. saying, Torfist, stop eating. Torfist. playing. Oh, see, Torfist has got a drink. Like, Vidiot's gone pretty far. Oh, no. Yeah. Guess who will win? So, wait, if they have a giant choice, like, where's the fire button? Uh, there is a fire button. They keep pumping. Uh, I don't see it. I see the joystick, but I'm telling you, there's a... The joystick is a giant bowling ball attached to a metal pole to the ground, and that's what they're moving around in this the arena. But there's no fire button. Or maybe it's on the joystick. I'm, I swear to you, I remember seeing it. I don't know where it is right now. I just see the joystick like you. Oh, Dorfus dropped the candy bar. Now he distracts him, and boom, his kitty blows up. So now all Dorfus has to do is just play and beat the score. Oh, There's, there's the fire nice. thing. Did you see it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's on the actual knob. Yeah. It's like a good piece there's something funny that the internet points out, and I rewatched the scene to see. They're on a big thing like this with the joysticks in the ground, and they're playing Pac-Man. Right. And they're and they're clicking the like shooter. Remember, I like this movie because it's genuine with the video games, right? Right. But these kids who are being actors did not know the video game because there's no firing in Pac-Man. You just yeah right. move. Well, there was this time when Pac-Man had was had a gun. And he was like, he. That's how they became ghosts. I don't know if you know that, but Clyde. Right, he, he, that was he, a late, late version. They were actually human beings until Pac-Man shot them in cold blood, and then their ghost haunted Pac-Man until he ate a power pellet, and then he would eat the ghosts as a further humiliation. Yeah, Dorfus won. Dorfus won. <laughs> Satan's hollow. He's still playing. In fact. Dorfus, you can stop playing, man. Dorfus, stop playing, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Dorfus. Wow, this is a cool arcade. I'm surprised it's not it closed. I can't believe Fun and Games closed. Fun and Games is shut down. So you see that he has like a, uh, a bridge built, but there's like a piece missing. Is that weird? There you go. You got that piece in there. Yeah. That's weird. Now, Dorfus, who's playing right now, he was in a horrible car accident, and it ended his career. He was pronounced dead on the scene. Holy shit. He, did, he was brought back to life, but he stayed in the hospital two years. The surgeons had to You're do this, like, me. rebuilding his hip thing with titanium, and he Dorfus. had to go. It was like 10 years of his life going through rehabilitation. So, by 84, his career was over. It started in 78. He was in Surf 2, remember, right. that yeah. we were talking about. He was one that of was the 84. Then he had the car accident. So, And then he had the car accident after this movie. After if... Surf 2 in 84. This was 80... Yeah, two years before his life went to crap. Wow, so I wonder, what, uh, I wonder how he is. 
Today, he's not doing well. He's got a site on the internet for his daughter's maid to raise money for him. He has some new medical condition like diabetes and he's not doing well. It's him. You can see it's him from his eyes and everything, but he's got the big beard and he's not a slob. He does look thinner, believe it or not, but he's not doing well. Well, he has this look that's like it's almost a little too real. You know how they get this mm-hmm. Hollywood slob? And, yeah. And uh, what's funny about him in this is that uh, he's, first off, he's like 4'11". <laughs> God, that's, that's, I can't make fun of the guy knowing that he spent a decade of his life, in, you know, two years in, in the hospital. He keeps finding his daughter in there. Right. Tough guy, tough guy. He's you tough guy. idiots better. Look at Joe Donnie. Do don't do me any favors, you idiots. Look at his jacket suit, his suit jacket. It looks like a big top, man. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And he has no undershirt. He's just like, fuck it, I'll, I'll unbutton a shirt, put on my jacket. He, he doesn't have a t-shirt? No. Look at that, it's all chest. Wow. He looks like, you know who that guy looks like? He looks like John Sales, the director who acts sometimes. Don't know him. John Sales. Heard John the Sales. Name, actually. He's done a bunch of movies about New Jersey. He directed Madawan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Don't in Eight it. Men Out. He was one of the uh, Black Sox. Don't know it. Okay, so here we go. Hello. Uh, I'm so great to have the newscast, uh, news report here. Every day, right. the, the newscasters are outside the arcade. What they did is they paid a bunch of people to pretend protest. Rudder was determined to close us down from the moment he walked into this place. The man's a driven asshole. No, no, you don't see what I mean. He was there when Alvin Lola ran out with their tops off. He thinks we're running a bordello. Bordello? Yes, you should have seen the expression on the druggist's face when I picked up these slides this morning. Look at this. What are you You doing? You see that our nerd here, he ended up being like, um, he was a, he did... He stayed in movies with a lot of cartoons. Do you know Osmosis Jones? Yeah, sure. Osmosis Jones, the uh, Bob. He was assistant production manager. Looney Tunes, back in action. Brother Bear to a kids show. Uh, He didn't have much career as an actor, but he stayed in Hollywood. So he did a lot of like animation production. Yeah, or was a part of production manager, assistant production manager. That's not too bad. And nope. It's, and it's funny bad. to have like, oh, I also started Joysticks in 1983. <laughs> right. You were in the movie, weren't you, Grandpa? Yes, I was. That's right. I played Dorfus's best friend, Eugene. That's right. You were funny, Grandpa. So I got to tell you, this director, I mean, talk about white privilege. This guy like lives a very charmed life. Graydon yeah. Clark. So he also made a movie which I would love to see. I've always heard of and read about it. It's not Warren Beatty and Shampoo. Do you know the movie Shampoo with Warren Beatty and how big yes, it was? Yes, yes. So Graydon Clark made a movie around that time called Black Shampoo. Okay. And it was about an African-American barber who had his own beauty salon. And he was basically <laughs> Warren Beatty. And the movie was called Black Shampoo. It's exploitation. Yeah, it's exploitation of several ways. They exploit a movie that people know by just renaming, you know. Yes. It's amazing. 
He, I mean, I just it's, it's it makes me numb to think like they actually put it on the marquee. Black shampoo. Hey, Belmont is proud to present privilege. black shampoo. Here's a newspaper ad promoting black shampoo. <laughs> so blatant, obvious. Oh, what a giveaway! So he also is an actor. Uh, he was in Satan's Sadist. He played a biker named Acid. So he's he's a no stranger to the Hollywood B movie. Wait, you're talking about Joe Don Baker? No, I'm talking Mr. about Rutter? the director, uh, Great and Clark. Oh, 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 okay. I can't believe there's like still half this movie left. Didn't they just run out of storyline? No. No, right now they're doing threats. It's the first time that they've said, I'm going to bury you. It's come down to it. But that's all Joe Don Baker does is threat. Oh, Pac-Man cuts in. Pac-Man swipes by. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with that. You don't like that? Nuke the arcade. You think it's cheap or what do you think? Well, I mean, I always, I've seen this movie a couple of times and I always thought they just used it without permission. And now that you tell me that, you know, they were really strange. It was a Japanese company called Namco that came out with Pac Man. That's right, so, Namco. So, Midway, think of like, uh, think the World Fair in, uh, in Chicago. There was a Midway, right? Mm-hmm. Where they had the World's Fair and then they even had a Midway airport. So, here's a Chicago company that made pinball machines and they were called Midway. And, um,. They agreed to produce American video cabinets of Pac-Man, and not only it became a hit, but some of the yeah. American programmers, uh, Pac-Man became such a hit that like anything that looked like Pac-Man made money. So you and I played Puck-Man at the Chicken Basket in Montclair, New Jersey. Right. We, uh, we played the knockoff. knockoff galores, and they were making a lot of money. So Midway said, you know what, we should make a, a sequel. You know, why don't we, we'll have a map and we'll change the maps and we'll have moving fruit. Is it Super Pac-Man or Mrs. Pac-Man? Ms. Pac-Man was an American creation. It was the engineers of Midway who came up with a variation of Pac-Man and showed it to Namco. And Namco said, okay, we'll release it. And they did. Well, I think they might have released it and then Namco caught up with them and said, wait a minute. Well, okay, so... When I researched this movie, it talked about Namco doing the original Pac-Man, and it said that Midway did a bunch of sequels, Super Pac-Man, Mrs. Pac-Man. Right. The thing is, I think Namco, even though they might not have liked it at first or something, like, what do you think you do? They, uh, <laughs> it was making money, and they made a partnership, and I think Yeah, well, that's the, the end, thing. They made a lot of money. They probably made more money off Ms. Pac-Man, uh, all mm-hmm. of a sudden done, than Pac-Man. So there was, there was the Pac-Man sequels, if I may. There was Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man. There was right. Pro- Professor... And Super Pac-Man is featured in this movie. Yeah. And Super okay. Pac-Man is, is a game where uh, you you eat a power pellet and you become even bigger. Mm-hmm. And you eat through these bar- door barriers that appear in the maze. Otherwise, you Now, you it. saw that John Greyer came through the window, right? Right. He's in all sorts of crazy behavior. The house that they're in... Right now, they're just making a pact with the devil kind of thing. He says, if you screw up the arcade for me, you know, be my boy, play in the, like, contest against them, then I'll give you your own video game. And he's, like, the punk is super into that. Uh This house right now 
was the house of Nat King Cole. Wow. He lent it to them. That's very strange, Carl. This is Nat King Cole's couch and plant piano. and piano. He he sang unbelievable over there. Unbelievable <laughs> in every, in every way. way. In every way. That's why, darling. You know that's what one cannibal said to how you'll stay. You're so inedible. <laughs> that's why, darling. It's inedible. This cabbage you cooked, it's inedible. That's why I am unedible too. Okay, so there's a lot of stupidness and not funny stuff in this scene, but essentially the deal is struck that he's going to be his boy and in order he'll get his own video game. Honey, you should really wear a condom. Oh, sweetheart, didn't I tell you? I got snipped. I'm unconceivable. Unconceivable. In every way. In every way. But it's sung by his daughter. He was conceivable. Yeah, that's the strange thing. Oh, check it out. I love this scene. They're riding the strangest little buggies down the street. And this is what California is like, because you, you're still on the East Coast. We both grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. I moved to the West Coast. And we both grew up watching movies like this, showing the movies were right. This is California every day. This is what California is like, is all these hot little punk girls riding their uh, scooters. Yep. Or, or grabbing people's nipples and pulling down their pants in the streets. The thing is, this kid is a friend to the arcade. They're wrong to be a jerk to him. Is there like a piano in the arcade? No. That's just I don't a, think so. No. But there was at Nat King Cole's house. We're shooting joysticks in Nat King Cole's house. Now, do you remember they snapped a picture of him when he was with those two girls? Sure, I just jerked off to that. Now the reporter's going to be like, you're a frequenter of this arcade. You even like girls with their boobs out. What? That's ridiculous. Well, sir, we have a photo to prove it. Well, produce your photo then. <laughs> so his henchman, his uh, happy, as it were, to his Tony Stark, this just right. an idiot wearing uh, an A's baseball cap and a Mets Yeah, and a Oakland shirt. A's. Of course, that's L.A., right? I think maybe in the 80s they were Los Angeles. It's No, I think it's A's were athletics, and they always were Oakland. <laughs> okay, now this is like a town council hearing of, like, are we keeping the arcade open or closed? And it's... Filmed in a VFW facility. I don't think that's anything interesting. But oh, well, that was a really big FW when they did. <laughs> John Grier's is going to make like an appearance, and it's funny. He instead of sitting in the chair, he sits on the chair, and it makes an impression. And that was um, his idea. The internet. Oh yeah, you should really check out the latest issue of uh, second to last issue of Shock Cinema. They do interview John, and they, which he, one? It's uh, Shock Cinema. It's not the current issue, okay. but the previous issue. They they interviewed him, and he talked about King Vidya, and he talked about working with Grayson, and he talked about Napoleon Dynamite, which... Uh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he's he is under the radar, but he's really funny in everything he does. Right. Because he, he really is, like, he's just, he's fearless. He's he, talented. Here, talented. What's with this guy with the boombox on his head of oh, the whole the movie? That's just 1983. Oh, uh, You know, his hair is still like 70s, like it's split down the middle. 
John Travolta. Pac-Man wipe. Pac-Man wipe. Waka, waka, waka. Now, I've made a mistake. I am remiss. I, okay. On the panel of town councilmen is, like, the mayor in the center there. See the mayor in the center? I know that face. Yeah. I should know his name, you know, and I should be telling you what he's been in right now and everything. You know who I'm talking about, right? You can see you've seen his face before. Well, he's in Joysticks right now. That guy. That guy. No? Huh. They were doing a sexual innuendo joke. Well, this is a ripoff of the nurse from Porky's, right? Or the the, the coats who's like, <laughs> he suck his penis and all. Sweating on them, and they don't even clean them off when they're through. Their joysticks are a hot bit of... It's like germs. sexual innuendos. Germs! Pac-Man wipes. Well, oh, God, I can't believe Pac-Man even makes a noise in his wipes. Wacka, wacka, wacka. So, Carl, have you ever seen a movie called The Wizard? It's with, uh... With Michael Jackson. Gonna ease on down, ease on down the road. No, you're not quite right. Not The Wizard. Was it a gore film? The Wizard of Gore? Not The Wizard of Gore. No, I haven't seen the film. So, it is Fred Savage, and he has a brother who's a little bit on the spectrum, but his brother loves video games. Oh, and her older brother is Christian Slater, and her dad is Bo Bridges. And the youngest kid goes on a trip to go to, I believe, Universal Studios because they're going to premiere a brand new Nintendo game called Super Mario Brothers 3. Well, they don't even tell you what it is. They kind of hinted at it. So uh, he it's a one long advertisement, but it's the same deal as this. Nintendo had a new game they wanted to premiere and they made a movie to premiere the game. So they would tell people like, hey, kids, you want to see footage of uh, Super Mario Brothers 3? Then you got to... Uh, like my phone connection with you is suddenly bad. Can I... Should I... Can I call the station back again? Yeah, or? call back if you can't hear me. Okay. I'll All be right. right there. Okay. Sounds good, Carl. Okay, Carl's off the air. Thank fucking God. Uh, he's missing a topless scene, too. Here, you guys want to hear a topless scene? Oh, hang on. Here comes Carl. Okay, I'm back. Okay, Carl. You're just in time. It's a topless mud wrestling scene. Do you hear me well? Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me, Carl? No, I'm calling back. All right, call me back, Carl. All right, well, we'll go back to the topless mud wrestling match while uh, Carl calls us back here. Oh, here we go. How about now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Mm, I can't really. I can oh. hear you scratchy, scratchy. Do you want to call it a day? And I could, I have Pam Benjamin Wait, here. Now I hear you again. You said, want to call it a day? Carl, I, it sounds like I'm going to have to let you go out and replace you because you can't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> so right now you see it's sort of like a dream sequence. Each right. side is telling their side of the story. And our hero, our bad guy's story is it's a brothel. Right. It's a pretty good brothel. <laughs> it's a good brothel. Yeah. It's neat that that's wrestling. just a warehouse. Look at the flames. They was that was actual real fire, and it was in front of the camera. No, well, that's one way of doing it. It's probably the cheapest way to show it. Waka waka. Pac Man wipe. But they're they're showing wipes not to, for different scenes. It's the same location. Yeah. It's just now we're going to see a sort of cloudy dream sequence in which this guy paints a rosy picture in which it's a great place, the arcade, and everyone's angelic. Boy, this film. They really had a lot of time to spare. 
<laughs> oh, they got babies and flow charts. Shot in 13 days. Wow, that's incredible. And we still watch it. I think I've seen this movie more than 13 times. Whose kid is that? He's nice and quiet. <laughs> not our kids. <laughs> it's not my kid. Not my kid. See, look at that. He has a milkshake. Because, right, there's nice nerd with his milkshake. Yeah, because it's a milkshake parlor. It's, it's like a 1950s uh, sock hop shop. Now, you see, there's the daughter again. Uh, if, Daddy, if I want to go to the mall. You know what I don't like about that Valley Girl stuff is she wasn't really doing an imitation of a Valley Girl. Right. She was doing other people's imitations of Valley Girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know, but that was what was kind of funny about it because it's so very Southern Californian anyway. It was very of the day. And what was it? Frank Zappa had some sort of Valley Girl thing? His daughter, Moon Unit, uh, had a hit song called Valley Girl, which he produced. Oh, that was the song, right? Yeah. yeah. And then there was a movie called Valley Girl with uh, Colleen Camp from Surf 2 yeah. and uh, right. Nicolas Cage. And that was 83, maybe. So now he's wrapping up and this ridiculous story about how great the... I'm going to see if his brother... Oh, by the way, here's something that's a little funny that nobody on the internet picked up on. Um, he's addressing the town council or bad guy, and he goes, Oh, we got trouble. Right here in River City. Uh, now, you know what that's from, right? Right, that's from the uh, Music Man. That's, uh, right, right, right. About well, it's funny that nobody picked up on that. I mean, it was so obvious. The guy gets up and he goes, Oh, we got trouble. Well, this is basically right here in the River Music City. Man. This is the Music Man, but it's, it's an arcade instead of a pool hall, right? Yeah. And that's, again, this is a generational thing, and we're doing it to our uh, our kids, yes. is that this is the a movie for kids to the eyes of an old hippie. Now, this Patsy Klein that's doing the inter, uh, you know testimony right now, you'll, she was also in Surf 2. Her name oh. was Cindy Lou, remember? Yeah, I do. She's also been in My Favorite Year. That was a pretty good movie. But also for you, Mike, especially, she was in Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Oh, yes, all right. She played Laura. I know you love the Police Academy movie. I do. I love all eight of them. And the TV yeah. show and the animated show. There was a cartoon show. Did you know the Saturday morning cartoon show? Yes. He goes, you told me you had that photo back. And it's in with his hands. <laughs> so Ted McGinty. Why are you little deceivers? I'm looking What's at that? I'm looking at the uh, IMDB page for Ted Martin McGinley. Yeah. And there's no mention of his brother. I, I just, Scott McGinnis. I just oh, think Scott it's McGinnis. just... Scott McGinnis. No, right. All right. They're, two they're two different guys. All right. Fair enough. McGinnis McGinley. I was, I was, you know, so cheekbones. You know, the only, there's nothing much more interesting about this film. I mean, I said how perfect it was, but the only other interesting thing is the soundtrack was not released at the same time of the movie. Like, they didn't put out, that was, that's standard fare. You do a movie, you put out a soundtrack. Right, sure, they because the movie that. is promoting the soundtrack. They were making money in the 80s mm -hmm. off the soundtrack. All the, it, the the mayor saying we don't see any cause that we must shut the arcade. Just we hear a guy doesn't like it. 
yeah, Delta House, Delta House. Yeah, right. But he's like, but that doesn't, you know, we'll be watching you. Now we gotta go. The uh, community theater needs the stage for our house, our town. This guy looks like the greatest American hero after he fell on his face a couple of times. <laughs> He's a pretty ugly great, greatest American hero. That guy was like... William Kitt's a good-looking man. This guy is not. Aw, dead rat. Yeah, what they're trying to do now is say, we'll have you shut down from the health commission when we plant dead rats in your arcade. That's disgusting. What, did I have been carrying a dead rat around with me until this moment? Usually Act 3 is the time for the court courtroom trial like they just had. Not in this movie. In this movie, it's like a plot point of Act 2. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like I really think this movie is running out of steam. There's nothing more they can do to this. Has they, have they shown boobs? No. Have they shown There's been so movies? many boobs. How many boobs do you think we've seen so far? Actually, Mike, you know what's funny? It's always the same two girls. They show off their boobs throughout the film, but You're it's right. always the same two girls. You're right. The video girls don't show their boobs. So we see four tits displayed 80 times. Okay, now they're having a contest thing. Like, I'll, I'll take you on. They're doing the Pac-Man thing again. Well, it's all settled in, shall we say, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning? The big 11, Rudder! I gotta eat my breakfast first! Okay, calm down, man. You're in training. No two. All right. You sure you know where that slob kid lives? So they now just made a contest. Your best player against mine. And what they're going to go is go kidnap his best player. No. That means you don't need to call him fat slob, right? No, we're talking Dorfus. Dorfus, yes, Dorfus. Which is weird because it's not a dork, dwarf. I've been called a dork, dweeb, yeah. uh, doofus, doof. Yeah, see, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, like doofus. Dorfus sounds like doofus. Dork? It's like a mixture of doofus and dorkus. But you know, a dork is a peepee, right? I don't think of a peepee when I see dorfus. <laughs> no, I do think of a doofus. Dork will, will give his seat up to a pregnant lady, but Dorfus would ignore her and keep going. Dork <laughs> would be friendly to his grandmother. But Dork, don't you ever read that comic strip? Yes. Yes. Dorfus? Dork and Doofus? <laughs> Dork and Doofus. Okay, truth is I don't. I mean, I read the comics in our Sunday paper, but... You don't read the comics in, in, in Boy's Life? You don't read True Scout Adventures? Did you know that some scout was like walking and he tripped and he was able to rescue himself? It's rescue true. himself? No, I didn't. Well, I mean, he well, well usually he rescues like this. Usually a story of like a boy scout on a hike and he rescues somebody, or he gets into trouble and he uses his skills to save himself. And it's a one-page cartoon in Boy's Life. Okay, wait. I have to tell you a plot point, okay? Because it's Act Three now. Yeah, all right. They're going to have the big contest, but Doofus is missing because he's been kidnapped. So now our hero has to be the one to play the game. Look, I but see the more thing boobs. Is, you never play boobs. a game. I see and more it's boobs. because the he had this girlfriend and like there was some traumatic event that had to do with video games. And now, even though he used to be the greatest player in the world, 
he can't play anymore because of the trauma with the girlfriend. You see, he's telling his heart, pouring his heart out now. So we're going to do a Rocky going into training thing in which he gets it back. So video games have only existed for eight months. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning of the first eight, the first month, he got his heart broken, and he, then he retired. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's been almost six weeks. <laughs> they still have this asteroid. Once again, look at that kid's face. He's not a nerd. He's like a really cool kid who's in nerd clothing. You keep saying that. Why do you keep saying that? Look at this. Oh, this is This is with man. the girlfriend. You see all those candles? What a fire hazard, right? Yeah, but she's topless. That's the third woman. Unless it's the same woman. You're right. That's not the same one. And I, w I was interrupting you earlier just because I wanted you to note the uh, posters on the walls of, of random topless girls. So it's not just the human beings in this movie. No, it's... This is the old girlfriend, and he's going to have a trauma event, and he can't play video games anymore. But basically what we're doing is, as a 1980s audience, we're getting to see Some sexual things, which pornography gives us today. Well, I, you know, it's a porn. <laughs> I know the kids learn about porn and how to make love on, on Red Tube, but we watched it through these movies, and it's very important to rub your nipples together. Right. In an embrace. The truth is, I didn't know what you were supposed to do, right? Right. I always saw, like, implications and kissing in movies and nakedness and then it would like turn away to the okay that's the dad and you see the trauma's happening right happening right now but he's fake punching her he's slapping his hand near his face ouch I got smacked goodness that sounds like a trauma that means you couldn't play anymore I just so shook up <laughs> so stupid it's so B movie your girlfriend's topless and her dad walks in. Are you in. there, That's Mike? Awkward. <laughs> All right, let's look uh, here. Let's... You can count on me, Jeff. There we go. Now we're going to see our Rocky montage. Sure three are fine. Four and three and you only have a limited number. Use them sparingly. I don't know why Siddhas would get you ready for video game playing. He's reading them the, the manual. I know, it's so funny. I don't know, it's goofy, like 80s uh, official magazines. Oh, these are cool, these handheld Pac-Man machines. They still sell them. Nurture is a good coach. Nerd, he's nurturing him. Okay. It's time to go to the joystick. Oh, no, Come on, baby. Get up there and do it. Time to go to the ring. Come on, Rock. It's ridiculous it's that they're ridiculous. in the back room of the place. And they're like, okay, wait here a minute. I'll be right back. And they're in there for 45 minutes doing... But what's even weirder is that nerd, the nerd guy usually it's has It's fake Pac-Man again. Look, he's kneeling towards the screen of the of the game. What like, a rip-off that is. That's a weird... I don't understand why Midway permitted that. Yeah, they used a total Pac-Man rip-off in a game that was endorsed by Pac-Man in a movie. He's physically, mentally ready. All right. Okay, there we go. So you see that bird on the right side? 
That is from a game called Phoenix. Yeah, that's a real game, but... Yeah, Phoenix. Oh, no, it's just their symbols for some reason. No, but that, that bird is from the game Phoenix. It's a monster you shoot. This is see that bird is up there. This is long before Twitter. Okay. It's the Phoenix bird. I don't think you're hearing me. All right, Carl, can you hear me? I do hear you. How are you? All right, here we go. We're playing the final match, Super Pac-Man. Super. Mm -hmm. Come on, concentrate, big mode, big mode. Come on, everyone, please, come on. Oh, no. See, he's remembering the trauma. No, this can't be him. He's like, it's coming back to trauma. Mean dad. Alright, so the sequel is to Pac-Man. There was Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Super Pac-Man. There was Professor Pac-Man, which was a trivia game. There was Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. There's Kidnapped uh, Dorf Doofus. Machine. There's Baby Pac-Man, which was half pinball machine, half video game. It was Paclandia, which I really like, which is basically... There was Baby Pac-Man? Yeah, Baby Pac-Man was a half pinball machine, half video game. So uh, you would play pinball, and then the ball would go into a hole, and then the screen would activate, and you'd play Pac-Man. There's Pac-Mania. That's how they kidnapped him? They put bacon in his mouth and tied him yeah, up with... Yeah, and he's uh, tied up. He's not even tied up. Now... Here is the mom. Yes. And yes. I don't understand the plot point, but she just now woke up and she's horny. Well, Doesn't she, make sense, but she just she just randomly sleep slept with something. Uh, she, oh yeah, he was flatulent, and she associates that with sex because of the dream. It's stupid. Anyway, now he's going to be like, if you let me go, I'll get four or five studs, and we'll all do you. And she's like, oh yes. <laughs> Super Pac-Man. Super Pac-Man. Got to fire. Hit the fire button. Pew, pew. For what? Hit the fire button. That's what they do. Wow. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Super Pac-Man's kind of fun. It's weirder. Yay. Yay. You're down to your last man. How did they hook up these video machines so that... Uh, okay, here's the mayor, right? And so... Uh, the mayor's hanging out. Our there. hero says to our nerd friend, I make you ambassador of the video arcade. Go take care of the mayor. And so that's what the nerd does. And he gives him free tokens. Oh. And the mayor gets to try the games. And of it's course, he loves them. So now he's all for the arcade. He was pressing a button in the joystick. Oh, uh, Mr. The assistant Mayor. manager here at the ah, establishment. <laughs> yeah, can I help you? Uh, oh, no, thank you, Gene. I just thought I'd come down here and have a cordial look around for myself. Uh -huh. yeah, yes, sure. well, then as a way of making you feel welcome, can I present you Here's a free token. So you can play the games. Oh, these games. Me sure, I love a prostitute. No, sir, sir. Token. Oh, I couldn't. I can. All right, just one prostitute. Sir, for the last time, they're just... It's like having only tokens. one Dorito. You can't. Gotta lay them all. Oh, he's playing... He explains what tokens are. Instead of quarters, we use these. Oh, that is... Oh, that's Gorf. This is one of my favorite games. So, Gorf is G-O-R-F. And it was... Oh, yeah. Which, spelled backwards, is frog. 
and it has four different styles of Pac-Man of uh, Space Invaders. So the first board is like Space Invaders. The second one, so is like he's Pac-Man. basically teaching him how to play, and he's gonna fall in love with it. Hey, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all it takes. Now he's gonna become addicted. Come on, come on, See, they're pushing the fire buttons for no reason. Also, these games don't last more than two minutes. Back to Dorfus, Dufus. Marathon experience. Unlike anything you've had before. Oh, but all these this is unlike anything I've had before. <sighs> yes, yes, but but what I'm talking about is your wildest fantasies come to life. Oh. Yes, we'll meet again tonight, oh. and I will have other young, strong bodies with me. Oh. Yes, and even even some. I know you're not going to believe this. Better than this is so bad. It's not believable she's, you know, defying his bullshit. Right. Yeah, he's tied up on the bed, on the couch. Like, how, how he... The whole premise is skewed and wrong. I mean, she wouldn't be this horny for what? She's a guy? She's married to Cho Dunn. This guy must be... She associates farting with sex. John's getting sick. Sick of it. Even though he's uh, Pac-Man's eating coffee. I win again. Mayor's into it. Mayor's into it. He's lowering his tie. He's See, playing Galaxia. Oh, that's Dwarf. That's Dwarf. Galaxia. Dwarf. That's Dwarf, but he's playing Galaxia. Henchmen on the scene. Well, they let everybody in this arcade. <laughs> Mike, maybe I have to call back. Maybe you can't hear me. No, I hear you, Carl. Oh, there you are. There yeah. you are. Okay. This game now, is so I don't know cool. why, but the whole crowd is like draggy ass. Like they're tired of it. They're tired of it too. They've yeah. been playing the same Apple board over and over again. You're down to your last man. Doesn't when Pac-Man die, he looks like your wallet being thrown to the ground? Rip, rip, rip. Oh, I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm headed to the arcade. Dun, 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 dun. I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. Going out of my mind. Going out of my mind. That's a Ted Nugent song, right? No, it's a group called Buckner and Garcia. And they had a whole album of video game songs. They had uh-huh. Come On, Come On, and Do the Donkey Kong. Here comes evil Otto. Press the fire. Okay, here comes Dorfus. He escaped. Together we shall win. I think I'm going berserk. I think I'm losing my mind. All right. Dorfus is like, let me in, let me in, tap me in. They're going to switch horses in the middle of a race. That's really bad because the stream will carry the horses away. Now he decides, he sees him playing since the trauma, and he's like, you know what? You got it, bro. You need the help. Overcome your phobia of playing video games. The worst phobia of them all. (laughs) 
You've got bleep blorka. Oh, a phobia. He he's a, he has bleep blorka. Yeah. Looking and pushing the button. Nobody knew what Pac-Man was. Well, you got to press the button, man. Also, it's important to stretch every vein in your neck while playing video games. That way, you know you're you're playing hard. Hey, the crowd's interested again. They're coming alive. I like that. Where's John Greer? Where's that blonde the guy? There's that guy. The guy with the V-deck shirt. He's fucking great. He's like, I'm a surfer, dude. Look at him. He's in every shot. I would like to see Wacko. That seems kind of like... Look how freaking out he... Look how disappointed he is. He's just like... Joe Don's losing it. Oh, God! No, wait! Does that mean I don't did my own video game? Oh, no! No! It's exactly what it means. He didn't win. Yeah, right. He got off. Yep. How do they hook up a video arcade to play from a giant joystick on the ground and then... Listen, you two idiot henchmen. What are you two henchmen doing? I'm playing Dorgorf. I like this stuff. Mayor, you idiot. There was a sequel Blow to Gorf. your ass. There was a sequel to Gorf that never got released. It was called Ms. Gorf. It's really important to uh, highlight, uh, have a close-up of someone's eyes when they're playing video games. Look at that apple. Yep. You like those apples? Board seven. How do you like those apples? How do you like them apples? Yay, yay, me, me. Look, yeah. I'm acting. But the game's I'm still acting. going. The game's still going. I, I had a quarter in there. And roll them. You do it, You henchmen, I'm going to toss you into one of my hands. I'm going to choke you individually. I'm going to bonk your heads together. Oh, here comes the... I'm going to smack you into strike. Does this mean we don't get the video machines for the tent? Why can't my daddy be like everybody else's and stay home and barbecue? She's great. I like the daughter. Why can't my daddy be like all other daddies and stay home and barbecue? Just be the idiot daddy like every other daddy. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the arcade. E? Okay. There's, look, he's now at the point of bonking their heads. I know, it's so <laughs> funny. I hate when people do that. Okay, life. here's Grandpa, okay? He's Jeff, the money behind the oh, video. Grandpa, you missed it. I was able to play again. It was so great. Oh, that's wonderful, Jeff. That's wonderful. And I got more wonderful news for you. I've been looking for a friend of yours, and I found her. It's Trauma Girl! Sandy. Bring those boobs over here. Yeah, it's kind of hard to look at her with her shirt on. Like, I kind of recognize her. I am so jealous! This guy. It looks like the, old he goes, the nurse, the sexy nurse. La- you know, like, that's my nurse. This guy needs to get laid. Everyone laughs at the nerd again. Oh, yeah, he's broken the girl. Somebody gotta get this boy laid! <laughs> now they're going to the motel to get him laid! 
Wait, what's this has to do about video games? Carl, Carl, the movie's over. We're done. This is about There's no more video games. Much much video game. I know he's going to have to get laid, but this has nothing to do with Super Pac-Man. So let's uh, cut the show short now. How much time do we have left in this movie? Pocky Bear get laid. He has like three minutes. It's time for love stuff. There he is, the not nerd. Hello, and it's baby. Mrs. Cool. Bad Guy. Mrs. Rudder. Um, I'm Eugene Groby. And, um, I'd like you to meet Simba. Oh, what do you want Losing his virginity. I love it. Like, oh, yeah, let me stop. The moral of the story is you get laid, man. Oh, look, Scott McGinnis. Scott McGinnis. Not the brother. Not the brother. He's not Ted McGinley's brother. Scott McGinnis is someone else. Morgan He's, Lofting. That's Mrs. Rudder. Artie is John Deal. John Deal is a director. He's a writer. He wrote, uh, shit, that Linda Florentino movie. Stunt double. What stunts did they do? Oh, they went through, they were hanging from a window. Right. Okay, here's the music. Joysticks, ball and chain, hooked, canaries, hooked, all canaries. the same people. Listen, I listened to the music and it was pretending to be Devo half the time. The other half of the time it was pretending to be like 80s, what's that big sound they used to do? Like, Eye of the Tiger, you know, that kind oh, of yeah. song. Oh, yeah, like uh, Frank Stallone. Video, that's Survivor. Survivor. Vidiot, down at the arcade. Bill Scott. It sounded like um, the tubes, a lot of the oh, yeah. soundtrack. That's, that's, you know, we, we are familiar with the tubes. They popped up in... Uh, Did I lose you again, Mike? No, I'm talking in the mic. Can you hear me, Carl? Ah, there you are. I do, I do. Okay. Well, let's So, talk. a good choice, uh, a very appropriate snapshot of its day. It's respectful that all the video games were authentic. I and guess. we had some good performers in there. Yeah. Some good stories. And you know what? It reminds me of the time that you and I uh, got our friend laid. We went over to a hotel room where a woman was waiting. We let him as he ushered him through the door. and We closed it. He, uh, he and the woman connected. And then we, on the other side of the door, laughed, high-fived, and said, What do you want to do now? <laughs> and we said, Why don't we vomit in buckets because of what we've done with our lives? Well, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Joy Six. There you go. You know, I've actually uh, done this for Bad Movie Night at the Dark Room. I've co-hosted this and riffed on this movie before. And uh, they showed this movie here at the station. Uh, you know, Carl, speaking of the station, uh, if you are around or if you are listening, we're our third, annu- third annual Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Coming right up. It's coming right up. It's March 1st uh, through the 5th. There's like 25 shows. You just pay, come by here, see it live. You can listen to it here on the station. Tons of comedians from all across the country. Uh, check it out. I'm hoping that we'll get some comedians to come by our show to be guests. Uh, and uh, so you can find more information at mutinyradio.fm. Carl, I'm gonna. I, I want to play the trailer to next week's movie. Carl, can you hear me? Well, I don't hear you well. Like, you fade in and out. I hear you wrapping up, and I think you're like, where can people find you? But I can't really, I don't know, I'm fading in and out. Oh, I didn't ask where people could find you. Uh, I was going to play the trailer to the next movie. 
Oh, okay. Okay, what's the next movie going to be called? Uh, which is the next movie that you've chosen? Okay, this is a movie from 19... Uh, no, from 2014. It's uh, called Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. So let's watch the trailer to that. Okay, here we go. It's from 2014, and the name again? Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. You ready? Kurt Cameron's... Yeah, Saving Christmas. So it's Saving like what? Christmas. Fuck. Christmas. Christmas. Okay, got it. Jesus, fuck. All right, hang on. Here we go. A lot of talking in this movie, Carl. You're going to have to be on your ball watching this. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Hey, uh, where's Christian? How's he doing? Is he okay? Oh, he's fine, really. He's just, he's just not into Christmas this year, that's all. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings, whatever that means. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. Newsflash, not in the Bible. That's a pagan idol symbol. It was the winter solstice. Jesus was not born in December. That's exactly what the Druids did. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. And guess what? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took, and took it. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? Everything you see inside there, it's all about Christmas. It's all about Jesus. I know you love Christmas and you want it to be all about what it's all about. This Christmas, dive headfirst into all of the joy, the dancing, the celebration, the feasting, the imagination and traditions that glorify the true reason for the season. Join me and my family, and together, let's put Christ back into Christmas. You want to put Christ back into Christmas? No presents. Boom. Boom. Not about you go to church. Boom. Yeah, you want to go to sleep early so you can wake up and get the presents? Midnight mass. This is this a really, year. really interesting choice. Well, this Kirk movie came Cameron. out in 2014, and there is a free copy on YouTube. So if it's still there in seven days, that's the film we're doing. If you guys want to, if you've seen it and you wanted to hear it discussed, my brother on his podcast, Proudly Resents, had a live show in New York City where him and Jimmy Pardo talked about the movie. I would check it out at proudlyresents.com. Uh, Carl, where can people see you? Um, well, February 23rd, I'll do five minutes of comedy in Scotty's, the Comedy Cove. And then on March 4, a Sunday, I'll be doing a youth hostel in New York City. Those are the best shows. I love doing youth hostel comedy shows because they're so fucking young and cute. They're young. And it's a private place. No one else can go in there. So you're doing like a cool private show. Carl. Yes. That is cool. Doing a youth hostel is cool. I, I, I guess you just keep fading in and out. Where are people going to see you? 
I don't know. But I want to play your new theme song. You ready? Okay. Let's you try. You got it? Yeah. I'm Ladies gonna, and gentlemen, uh, revealed. All First right. time. Let's see if this works. Watch a full-length movie. All right. Bye, Carl. On Bye, Mike. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean... Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the sea of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. A shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission 
Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCD. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Asiento. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. 
Galaxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Yeah, still having some. All right. Okay. <laughs> and now here we go. The Dead Kennedy is with Take This Job and Shove It. <laughs> <laughs> Take this job and shove it. I ain't working no more. Come with a nigga's motor. Got a good score. 